Okay, so I'm sitting here trying to edit this show that we recorded a few days ago. Uh, it has a lot of really good, cool, funny-ass stories, and I don't want to let them go. And uh, as you're going to hear at, right at the end of this podcast show, the entire thing cuts out. Which is a real bummer, because Kevin was really on to something about... Uh, well, you'll hear it when you uh, listen to it. You guys, thanks for subscribing. Things have been going great. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to publish this, so this is just a little test run. I'm going to set it off to the side. I might share it later. Peace. Or whatever. Griff, you here? Yep. Okay. All right, so we're recording. What did we leave off on last night? Um, ODA house, I think. Okay. All right, then. Yeah, 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 that's right. The uh, RPG with Gil in the fucking in front of the Bradley. Yep. All right. So we'll just pick up from there. Oh. Kevin, you here? Yes. All right, cool. Yes. Let me fix my audio. Are we all good with this, uh, with the audio? I didn't think it, it sounded half bad last night, fucking, to be honest. I can listen to it. You're a dick. You're a fucking dickhead. I was there when we recorded it. The fuck do I need to go back and listen to it for? All right. So, um, we left off with the ODA house. So, Kevin, if you want to do, like, a introduction, and then we'll just go on from there. Introduction of myself? No, no, of uh, like continuation, uh, uh, continuation of last night's show introduction. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, didn't you just do that? So like, we're just picking up where we left off yesterday and begin. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can say it. Well, Jesus, I just said that. I just gotta. I gotta keep the time. Okay. All right. Well, we're going. We're okay. starting now. I guess. Yeah. Just hang on. You're- because I have to yep. make sure I have the time down because I have to edit. Yeah, so we'll wait till like we're at two minutes, and then when it says two minutes on the fucking marker thing, then like you know, at the two minute mark we start. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm eating chicken. Nice. Gonna fried be chicken. Cooking. All right, five seconds. And go. All right, so uh, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. Um, we were at the ODA house in Samara, Iraq in 2004, June 2004. We have uh, Tyree Brown and Mike Griffin and myself. And uh, take it away, you guys. You guys. So I uh, believe the last thing we left off on was the RPG over the Bradley into the power lines. Oh, the AT4, yeah. Yeah, I said RPG, my bad. Who was the <laughs> culprit for that? If I remember right, it was Siren Gill behind the uh, behind the trigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember watching that shit. Like, man, that's. I don't think it's supposed to work out like that. But here we are. Yeah, <laughs> there's some like, wild shit going on, like all around. Three sixty fucking spiciness. Yeah, we we trashed that dormitory. Yeah, so that's the um. <laughs> you were in the track the whole time, right? Yeah, I was in the turret. So uh, what a. Uh, what all was that like? It oh, was, yeah. That was, uh, dude, it was pretty insane. So, like, I, I actually have, like, a couple of stories from, from that little adventure. 
like of course the first one was like you know the that one firefight where you got your uh your arcom kevin but like you know we were like getting shot at from that from the college building across from the the graveyard and we were taking fire from like all of those buildings and like we just fucking laid into that building with 25 man like i went the first floor i just started putting around in like every window like two rounds and some of them and then like as i was doing that uh i think it was fucking crazy kurt was laying rounds down the opposite direction on the third floor like it looked cool as shit like windows were just like exploding <laughs> like going across the building from two directions and Definitely then something out of an action movie huh yeah <laughs> and then like somebody shot the fucking the the water cistern on top of that building too and it just like dumped all over the building like we fucked yes, that nobody did that on purpose <laughs> right right and then like <laughs> and then like yeah i mean half the tombstones in that fucking graveyard were fucked up too. Yeah, right. And the reason the well, reason why is it was a lot of fucking people out there shooting at us. Yeah. It's crazy. Oh yeah. I mean uh, but, the whole yeah, time so, while while y'all are doing all this crazy shit, Kevin's running ammo and water and you're shooting shit up with the fucking twenty five. I'm sitting <laughs> on top of the roof with Benefield with my saw. And uh <laughs> The fucking, you can hear the crack of the rounds getting closer and closer. And me and Benefield kind of looked at each other like, hey, man, this ain't the, the place to be. But with, we're guarding this whole one side of that building. So, you know, we really couldn't go anywhere. So uh, it's just funny that y'all were doing all that. And me and Benefield were like, man, fucking trying to get behind these sandbags because these rounds are coming in. Pretty not funny. much you can do about it. Nah, yeah, nah, I like- can do a damn thing about it. <sighs> So, like, you know, all the Bradleys were pretty much facing, you know, a target-rich environment. Everybody on the – most everybody on the rooftop was facing the same target-rich environment. And then you and Benefield were just, like <laughs> – Floating, flapping. So, all right, well, we're here. Every now and then, somebody would pop around the corner with an RPG. So, we yeah. had targets. We just had to keep our eyes open. It was a really big section uh, – uh, section of fire because it was like I said it was two of us there so imagine you know 180 split in half and that's what we we're covering each so it's not, it was yeah. it was pretty pretty out there pretty wild um we're even taking fire from the fucking island way across the fucking river yeah yeah that's when they put the AT4 or not AT4 the uh grenade launcher what was that fucking thing called the 203 shows what I know no, the, no, uh, the, the, no, the Mark 19. Mark 19, oh, yeah. yeah. They were, uh, they launched, uh, I want to say like 50 or 60 rounds of that Mark 19 grenade launcher shit uh, at that island to try to fucking stop the rounds from coming in because they were fucking getting close and we couldn't really spot them too great. <laughs> I think it, it was a wild day, one, man. One of my favorite stories from, from that time frame. So the ODA house was a, was a special forces compound. So that's where, Whichever group it was, I don't remember. And probably, if we did, probably don't need to talk about it anyway. Because uh, yep. who knows what's declassified in, in that regard. But, um, you know, because it was the Special Forces Comp, they have access to things that we normally wouldn't have. 
Yeah. So in this in this particular fight, I mean, you name a weapon system, and we had it available to us. I'm talking like everything from nine mils, not that we shot our M9s, but you know, M16A4s. No, and dude. Two forties. Hmm? Dude, they had a fucking AC-130 Spectre gunship. Yeah. And like they were calling, they were calling fire on like fucking buildings and shit with that motherfucker. Like it was. Dude, that's like, I sat in my turret and like listened to these guys on the radio, dude. It was nuts. Yeah, like it was crazy. You know, so M16A4s, two four nines, two forties, Mark nineteens, Mod Deuce fifty cal's, Bradleys with the twenty five Bushmaster, the the two forty Charlie coax, two tow missiles. Not to be shot those AT fours, Barrett fifty cal's. Uh, the, the, for the sniper rifles, the old Vietnam era thump guns that were, you know, later replaced by the M203 uh, grenade M79. launcher. Yes. Yeah, the M79. Yeah, we had, uh, the, I believe they were F-18 uh, fast movers jets from the Air Force. We had uh, AC-130 Spectre gunships. I mean, we literally had everything at our disposal. Minus yeah, a and fucking I'm battleship. Fucking Benefil. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Dude, it was wild as fuck. Yeah, it was a lot of shit, but you know, my hats off to you for all that running, man. Because I remember you bringing me some ammo. That's probably I mean, why it really I did so start much. to get a little spicy. Yeah, <laughs> not a run. Lord knows I'm run now. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I was gonna say one of my favorite stories from that from that whole uh, scenario, event, whatever. Um, our commander tried to roll out in a convoy midday in the heat of it and one of the uh, the sf guys on the net said that's a negative you cannot come out it's too hot and uh member of the of, of the of the conversation because i was you know i was kind of hearing it through through a door this is no negative you will open that gate and we will come in he's like you can come here all you want you're gonna be stopped outside that gate and uh, told him to, to, to turn back apparently so you know this uh e6 long tab having guy tells you know our battalion commander you know hey uh that's a that's a big no buddy go away and he does and he actually does and i was like that's really impressive these guys have so much power yeah <laughs> but um yeah. battalion commander ended up coming back out later that night though i don't know if you remember that that particular convoy um <clears throat> the fighting was still kind of going on. I don't know why, because these guys, the, the people we were fighting had to know what, what capabilities we had. I mean, the Bradleys have uh, thermal and night vision. We had night vision. We had the clues for the, uh, what are those shoot? Oh my God. Javelins. Jokers. Yeah. 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 The, the javelin. Yeah. So the javelins. Yeah. Right. The joker, <laughs> the javelin, the, the, the javelin optic, which was, you know, thermal as well. And these people are running across this open field, which is a graveyard, and they're bounding behind, you know, <clears throat> rocks and, 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 and headstones and just getting blasted away. But for whatever reason, they're still fighting. But I remember that convoy. So me and uh, Doc, Doc Skillen, we had to go out and open the gate at night with their night vision on, which, you know, back then we had the old Kevlar, so we didn't have the retention straps in the back. So your Kevlar would be, would be slid forward on your head. And you'd have to like tilt your head back just to see out of your <laughs> night vision, and it was just super uncomfortable. I hated everything. Terrible. It was really it was trash. 
And, um, and, you know, for people listening, if you're not familiar with what night vision looks like when you look through it, it's imagine holding a, a, um, a toilet paper roll to your eyeball, to one eyeball, close the other one, and then make it fuzzy green. So everything you see through that toilet paper roll and then fuzzy green. And that's it. So you have no depth perception. Um, you have no peripheral vision. Um, and, and that's what you have. You know, that's what we had. And uh, it was a blast. But we go out there and open this gate. And, you know, we're still kind of taking fire, taking, you know, pop shots. And we know it's not directed at us because they can't really see us, right? It's dark. But this com convoy comes in and they're rolling in hot. And, like, each gun is firing in whatever direction. <clears throat> and it's, if, if I remember right, it was four or five trucks. And they just come hauling ass into this gate, like, you know, nut to butt, basically, bumper to bumper. And uh, the last truck was Webster, um, you know, another machine gunner. So he's up on the 240. And he's just like letting loose, and he's, you know, he's a he's a Native American dude. He's a he's a he's a true warrior in all the in all the ways, and he's just ah like John Rambo that shit, man. It cracked me up, man. You could hear him screaming as he's like laying on the two forty, but he drives in through the gate, and so me and Doc have to close this gate as he's still firing like directly over our head. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, fortunately, like the cone of fire, you know, the the spread of the bullets as they exit the barrel is not that big, um, that close. <laughs> But I mean, anything gets away, and you know that's that's me and Doc. But uh, yeah, if we had to go close the gate, throw the chain around it, lock it in place, um, and it just it just occurred to me that that was that was really the only that was it. That's all we had for security for for the gate. Yeah. So Mister Bad Guy with some bolt cutters could very easily have breached our compound. No, no, no. From where I was sitting when you were doing that, I was watching you. So yeah. Like oh, okay. I, you, we, I had that covered. Well, I, I appreciate. I think that. We, by then we had rotated over, because uh, no, I don't think we rotated over. I, I think somebody uh, was tired, and then uh, we, I just swapped spots with them. Somebody was tired. So yeah, you're good. Don't don't worry about it. You're safe. Time, time, time for a, a mid combat nap. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm tired, guys. <laughs> That's what you guys did in the Bradleys a lot, right? Like when uh, when the gunner would feel tired, the uh, the Bradley commander would just take over. Dude, like uh, no, I I did most of the work. Like, <laughs> right. My Bradley commanders were fucking, you know, a lieutenant and then a platoon sergeant, and no, I did most of the turret work, dude. It was yeah. my track. <laughs> so, Having uh, to have worked with the with the Sar Baggett, uh. I, you know, just like you just said, the platoon, platoon sergeant, um, dude, it was a lot of fun working with him because I got to be a, a jump gunner and I took somebody's spot after. I want to say Curtis went to, went mounted mm -hmm. or dismounted, my bad. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun, man. I got to learn a lot. Hey, so I just Sergeant realized. Sergeant Bag is crazy as a motherfucker. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So I just realized that we talked for two hours last night and potentially we might have people that listen that don't know what a, a Bradley is. So can y'all uh, go ahead and explain that? It's a big aluminum box on tracks with a, <laughs> with a 25 millimeter gun on a turret. It's, I mean, it's pretty, I don't know, Google that shit, man. M2A2 ODS. <laughs> Jesus. That's yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's a fucking armored personnel carrier. You know that cadence, um, uh, you know the patch on my.
Yeah. And it talks about the, you know, big red one patch on my shoulder, right? Yeah. yeah. Pick up, load up your tracks and follow me. What was the following line? Do you remember? The Mechanized infantry. No, the other one. Oh. <clears throat> Steel coffin infantry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was always, um, that I don't know, that one, I don't, I, I always thought it was funny, right? Because, you know, I was a dismount, so I rode, I rode in the back of that thing. And I had no say whatsoever with what was going on in the outside world. That was up to you guys as the as the as the Bradley crews. Um, so very potentially that could have been, you know, my coffin. And um, pretty glad that it wasn't, you know, in the moment and in retrospect. You know what I mean? Like, definitely glad that it didn't work out that way. But I always thought that line was kind of funny. How many IEDs did you hit, uh, Griff? Uh, how many times have you ran over some shit that blew up? Uh, the one I remember is the landmine outside of Yvonne. Was that like, the same one that got Winchester almost? Uh, was Winchester? That, the... No, no, they were always chucking those landmines in the, the soupy, oily dirt. I remember Gregowitz was in the back of my track. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, we, uh, we ran over one, and then, like, you know, I was like, what the fuck? I thought we got hit with an RPG or some shit. And then, like, the the LT was like, no, no, we ran some, some shit over. So then I had to get out with the fucking wooden stick and go probing <laughs> for fucking landmines. <laughs> like, in fucking moon dust. And then, like, yeah, we found one. <laughs> yeah. We found awesome. one, and it was like, we missed it with the other track by, like, a fucking inch. Like, mm. but it was, like, right where Gregowitz was sitting. Mm. So, mm. like, yeah. I think they, you know, they'd spread it too far out because they were trying to hit a tank. Mm-hmm. But you know, they got us instead. My whole thought behind that was uh, kind of like you said yesterday with the uh, whole, "Hey, I, if I fucking get blown away here, it's going to be in the sea huts or the fucking hooch." I thought if anything bad happened to me, it would either be in the sea hut or in the fucking back of that Bradley, where I have no no escape. Yeah. My right. in my head I was gonna get burned to death in the back of that fucking thing. Oh I so, I was fucking sure I was gonna die in that thing, dude. Yeah. I mean <laughs> only because that was like the worst case scenario for me in my head. I mean I'm sure there's worse ways to go, but that was a pretty bad way to go in my head. So when they made me a fucking mounted like fucking gunner, I'm like, oh well that's it. It's a wrap. Like my 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 sort of luck is gonna bring down this fucking Bradley, and it luckily it didn't. But how did you deal with that? That whole thought of fuck, man, these fucking IDs and V beds and all kind of wild shit are out here. Like I fucking I don't know, man. I jerked off a lot. Like <laughs> <laughs> like I I don't know. Like you know. Uh, Right next to Wild Bill too. Like, God damn it, God, <laughs> watch my elbows, man. Damn. No, nah, we were we were fucking pulling security when you guys were on a roof one time, and the only reason I didn't die was because I was down in my turret playing Nintendo. Like they were, you remember when they were shooting RPGs at us? Like they were indirect. Yeah. Like I think they were aiming at you guys, but the thing flew over the roof, and then like landed right next to my fucking Brad 
and like was, so close that like if I would have been up out of the hatch doing my job, I would have got hit. Was uh was that at the OK Corral? No, that was that was. I want to say that was by a school, wasn't it? No, it was like by the north. I want to say the northeast side of town. Okay. Mm. But I remember, I remember being at the OK Corral on a rooftop, and we took an RPG um, from the street, like, like somebody standing out in the street, like they're. What was that movie, the 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 rom com where the guy standing outside the girl's window with the boombox, trying to win her back? <laughs> except, except this motherfucker standing out there with an RPG. I mean, like that close to the house. You know what I'm saying, and he shoots an RPG at the top of the building, and. Like, what are you going to hit with that? Like, you're going to hit the wall on the outside, maybe. But he overshot it anyway. I think he was trying to go for a headshot. Too much Call of Duty. <laughs> He's dedicated, yeah. man. He wanted to see it happen. Yeah, man. Missed his shot anyway, and that shit went flying up in the air. I don't know where it landed, but, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, it could have landed where the Brads were. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> or it could have just landed on somebody's house, which was often the case. Yeah, yeah. Normal. Yeah. In the courtyard. Right. But yeah. So uh uh what other what other um what other events do you uh you have some pretty decent memory of uh from the Bradley Mike? Uh huh. I don't know, I I don't know if you guys were there or not when uh we were driving back to Brassfield Mora from Uvani one time. Fucking we were we were on the Hoash Cut, about to turn on to what is that Tampa that goes up to Brassfield? Yeah, I think, I think it it's MSR Tampa, and mm-hmm. like Strand hit that bitch at a power slide at like thirty-five miles an hour, <laughs> and like it, everybody in the back was fucking pissed, dude. <laughs> like, they, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was fucking hilarious, but you know, uh, King. Were you? Like, <clears throat> oh really man, I bet shit. not. So yeah. the drivers, the drivers have like, it's it's wild, right? Because like all the drivers were pretty much the lower enlisted dudes, um, and and uh, <clears throat> they're in charge of driving this multi million dollar you know hunk of metal that is armored and armed with people in the back. I remember we were in training in Germany and uh, you know running around. And uh, we were in the back of uh, Sergeant Sweeney's track, and Hall was the driver. Yep. And he's cruising along fast as shit at night, and then we just come to a dead fucking stop, like slam into something. We all go flying around in the back, in the back, which is impossible because we're packed in like sardines. And all we hear over the net is "God damn it!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hall used to do that shit to him on purpose, man. Dude, we hit a boulder, a boulder in the middle of this fucking field at night in Germany. Yeah. Man, dude, Sergeant Swainy was so pissed. I remember that. I, was, yeah, uh, I learned how to gunner d- time? Yeah. Yeah, I was Swainy's gunner the entire time. Yeah. That's funny. I, I must have jumped behind you with everything we've ever had because I was Sergeant Swainy's jump gunner. Yeah. And that yeah, was I, an interesting thing to, uh, that motherfucker, he's completely different inside of the fucking Bradley. Completely different. Yeah, he is. He is. He is, and that dude, <laughs> that dude knows how to operate a turret too. Yes, he does. 
I mean, he was he was pretty much mechanized his whole career, huh? Yeah, that was his uh, shit. Uh, I think so. No, I, mean, I, I don't know. know. I think or, I think in the beginning of his career, he wasn't. Yeah, I, I thought he was light infantry at first. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time with him in Brelich. I wouldn't know. I mean, I didn't ask him any questions like that because I'm like, what the fuck? He's going to tell me to just fuck off and shut the fuck <laughs> up and scan over there. That's true. Hey, that happened to me with Sergeant Winchester, man. Yeah. When we first got there, and we were, I was standing there, just dumb little private. I didn't even have mosquito wings, you know what I mean? And, you know, we I had seen some CIBs on my drills, drill sergeants in basic training. And, of course, you're not going to ask your drill sergeant, where did you get your CIB? You know what I mean? Like, that's asking for, you know, for death, to be murdered. Yeah, you're going to get fucked up. And uh, and plus, you know, like you can probably do the math, you know, based on their age and determine where they got it, blah, 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 whatever. But, you know, sorry, Winchester was sitting at the CQ desk um, in the building. And I was like, this is my perfect opportunity. He seems like a nice, cuddly guy. No, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I went to this, <laughs> you know what I mean? <clears throat> I go to parade rest, right? And I do it the right way. I, I, I snap to attention, go to parade rest, and I say, excuse me, Sergeant, can I ask you a question? He's like, what? Hold on, dude, wait, wait, wait. Clue. I, I can imagine you like, all right, step one, parade rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Step two. Yeah, I'm going to do, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Make sure it's extra sharp. No, man, yeah. the, guy had, the guy had two different color eyes, okay? That should have been your first fucking clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, 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 uh, people with heterochromia um, are, are uh, insane. Um, yeah. I think we all know that. But uh, so that, yeah, you're right. That should have been my first clue. But I asked him, say, hey, Sergeant, can I ask you a question? And he's like, what? And he, you know, he, I, you know, at the time, Sergeant Winchester looked like an old man to me, right? <clears throat> he was in his early 30s, you know? Yeah, um, we're older than he is. He was yeah. now. Like, yeah. yeah, I always thought he was so much older. Like, man, this dude's been through some shit, right? And he had been, right? Um, mm-hmm. But you know, this like deep, gravelly voice is like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck." Well, here we go. Uh, I was curious <laughs> to know where you got your CIB. He stopped doing what he's doing, looked me dead in my fucking face, and said, "Where the fuck do you think I got it?" <laughs> and stormed off <laughs> and i'm just sitting there like at parade rest just like dumbfounded like drawing the jaw on the floor because like, I, I i i don't know where you got it. that's why i'm asking <laughs> yeah this is the reason so, why i went through step one through four to get to the position <laughs> to talk to you yeah, yeah man <laughs> like don't be a dick I, I did everything right answer my questions um, no, later, come to find out later on, like, you know, he ended up, I, I ended up being, uh, one of his team leaders for the machine gun squad. And, uh, so we spent a lot of time together and finally were able to talk. And in the end, he actually is a, 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 a big cuddly guy. Um, just very intimidating when you look at him. Um, mm-hmm. but got to talk about, you know, he was in the Persian Gulf war and, um, he was one of the, one of the few dudes that was, that was there. One of the few infantry guys that was there that actually, saw some shit and like saw some fucked up shit. Um, so yeah, uh, he had a, he had a pretty cool story, uh, about from when his time in the Persian Gulf. So him going back to Iraq was kind of, uh, almost full circle. Cause if I'm not mistaken, he retired sometime shortly after that, um, with his, uh, second award, uh, CIB. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yep. He, uh, I believe, uh, he was kind of living it up towards the end. I mean, before I left, I, he went and got a custom-made Volks, uh, um, 
what do you call them? The, the safe ass Swedish cars. Volkswagen Volvo. 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 He got one custom made from the uh, from the factory. You know, oh, yeah. living in, in in Europe. So oh, yeah. I know he, he was he was having a blast. Man, his wife you... was was German, I think. I mean, he'd been there for a while when we got there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he lived out in like a Schaffenberg or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, nah, man. Like, uh, if you wanted to talk to that dude, all you had to do is keep beer in your fridge and the bees, and like, you know, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, casually yeah. bring up Metallica, and you're good. Yep, man. So yeah, no. Okay, listen. Sergeant Winchester, I, I don't even know how to say this. Like, amazing guy. Great guy. Yep. He was Fucking also hero. where I learned to be graphically disgusting. <laughs> he told me, he's like, you know what my favorite, you know what my fantasy is? My, my fantasy woman. And I'm thinking like, you know, because this is like 2003 you know, or 2002, 2003. I'm like, I'm thinking of like, who was popular at the time, you know, Jessica Alba or something. Um, I really don't remember who was popular at the time, but Oprah, he's like, <laughs> Oprah, no. So he's right. He's been billionaire, man. You wilding out. Yeah. Yeah. No, he said with a straight face. And I mean, to this day, I still don't know if he actually meant it, but with the straightest face, <clears throat> uh, Roseanne. Yeah. Word? Roseanne. Word. Yeah, the Roseanne, the bar. Yeah, yeah, Roseanne. Wow, I know I said that very anticlimactic, but it was. I just didn't know I how mean, to say it. Yeah, no, it's really and, no and when way I, to put it. And when when I say that he was what, what where I learned to be graphically disgusting, he had this fantasy, of her, squatting over his face. Yikes! Like, yeah, on, <clears throat> on, all natural. Ugh. Just, I and I can't even. I can't. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even right now. I just. It's not even. Like he's sitting. We're sitting in the barracks room. Yeah. No, we're sitting in the barracks room, and, he, and you know, this is you know, after CO, uh, COB, we're drinking beers and talking about the next day's training or what happened to that day. Blah blah blah. And he's like, you know, who I think about sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, here we go. Because he would just bring it up randomly all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, here we go. Here we go. You know who else? If you uh, if you wanted to uh, have a good impression, uh, you needed you needed stuff in the fridge. You needed food in the refrigerator. Oh shit! Remember his name? Felici. Sorry, Felici. Yeah. You know how many times I went to the P the commissary? I- I'm like, oh shit! I'm gonna fucking grill me up some steaks and shit. I'm gonna have me a little barbecue. I got maybe might have a girl come over or some shit. This motherfucker would waddle his way around the... I say waddle. I don't want y'all to take any impression that this motherfucker would not crush your skull with <laughs> his bare hands in a small grunt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he would come right on over to my, my grocery basket and just grab all the steaks out. Just grab them. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, you know, I was going to eat that. So I'd mosey back on over and grab some more. This motherfucker would come back to work the next day with the steak, like in a Tupperware container, just eating it in my face. <laughs> yeah. like, if you wanted, if you wanted to pass, if you wanted to pass a room inspection that he was doing, you had food in the refrigerator, and put your refrigerator by the by the door. He'd walk in, first thing he checked, refrigerator, food in there. He'd grab it, y'all good, and walk out. Mm-hmm. 
So, and a testament to his strength. Um, do you remember in the motor pool, one of the Bradley ramps, they couldn't get it up? Yep. And yep. so a bunch of dudes are struggling to push it up, but they couldn't get it all the way. And so he just comes out of nowhere and just shoves it into place with ease. Yeah. Like, th- he, I mean, that's how massive this guy was. Was he, uh, I never want to make this mistake with folks. Is he, was he Samoan or Tongan or something else? Samoan. I want to say, yeah, he was Samoan. Samoan? Yeah. Right. He, they said that he was the smallest one out of his family. Right. That's but crazy. he, how tall was he? Like, legit, he was maybe about maybe six foot, maybe, maybe, maybe six foot. Yeah. Yeah. I was I, yeah. He had to have been at least two, I would say, damn near 275, a solid muscle. Yeah, and, solid muscle. Uh, um, somehow managed at that at that size to be completely able to disappear from uh, from an enclosed room. <laughs> I remember being in uh, in the platoon sergeant's office for a platoon meeting. Everyone's in there. You see Sergeant Felicia in there. The door is closed. You know, and and uh, who was it at the time? I don't know if it was. I can't remember if it was Sergeant Swaney or not. But they did count. You know, is everybody here? All right, everybody's here. Sergeant, wait, or Sergeant Police, are you here? Sergeant Police, you here. Okay, cool. So we're going and going and going. And like 20 minutes later, so, you know, somebody has a question for Sergeant Felici. He's not in the fucking room. Not in the room. <laughs> just the the door never over. The do- the, yeah, the door never opened. Just disappeared. Gone. What the fuck? And you don't hear from him again until the next day. Hey, hey, where, hey, where were you at yesterday? Hey, you know, I had to go home. And he had a real high pitched voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had like a real high pitched voice. I was done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you're not gonna tell that dude. You know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, he's not gonna get in trouble. He'll he will literally crush you. Yeah. Yeah. Coolest dude. Like uh yeah, man. When, when he's not doing the mean guy persona thing. But <laughs> it was uh man, when you're first meeting that motherfucker for the first time, oh man, check this out. <laughs> So when I yeah. first met him, when I first met him, uh, we, we all were in the field. I just, I just, you know, first day running into the platoon. And I figured, like, while I'm out here in the field, I'm going to be able to work out. Because they were telling me, like, yeah, there's fucking gyms and shit out there. You can go hit the gym. Like, fuck it, I'm going to take some bulk powder. And I'm going to fucking bulk up, man. I'm going to be fucking ripped. You know, I was, you know, six foot nothing, a hundred and nothing. I'm like, I, it's, it's, it's fucking time. So for whatever reason, I was the RTO for something. And, uh, they found my, my bulk powder <clears throat> and made me walk around with the radio and this bulk powder chocolate mix together at all times. <laughs> uh, I was so embarrassed, dude. It was fucking trash, man. Like, and every time he came around, when he wanted to do his workouts, he would call me over. I'd just turn around. He would dig his scooper into the fucking chocolate workout shit, make himself a drink, smack me on the back of the head, and that was it. Like, hey, all right. <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, man. Good yeah, dude. I'm a little bummed he didn't get to deploy with us because that would have been. I don't, he, you know, he 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 may not have deployed with us because they didn't have body armor to fit to fit him. <laughs> not even. Yeah, man. So, uh, so uh, you remember that time we were in Iraq? Which time? 
uh, is that one time. Okay. Well, that one time Shoot. that we were there. Mike was there twice. Yeah. Go oh, ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I got we nothing. I was, I, I was just bringing it back. Oh. We, yeah. We've been over here, like, we've been over here, like, fucking tickling San Felice's balls for the last 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. San Felice, if you ever listen to this, we love you, and thanks for not murdering us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or eating us, Mister Double Double Fist in Sauce was he? Dude, he could he could do two two forties if he wanted to. Yeah. Jay, did you ever get pinned by that guy? Of Man. course. Yeah. <laughs> back. This is back when. Now this needs to be clarified. This is back when when blood pinning on the on the on the collar, the shoulder yeah. collar was a thing. So this is before. You know, Velcro rank on the chest. Um, this was, this was the collars that hung directly over the meaty portion that connected right to your collarbone. So your upper, your upper pec and your collarbone. Depending on how big your chest was, that that collar was right over your collarbone. I've talked to some people that like when they got blood pinned, rank, they had to dig it, they had to pull it out of their collarbone. Yeah, nice. I got one stu- not stuck in the collarbone, but it kind of grazed off. You know, skinny me, man. I didn't have no fucking chest, so. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that was straight through your ribs, man. That was a, almost a punctured lung for you. Yeah, damn near. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was cool getting promoted, but, man, here, on comes you. Sar, here comes Sar Winchester and Sar fucking. These motherfuckers just yep. Sar work. To just fucking oh, yeah. drill these fucking things in my chest. Like, hey, it is what it is. You know, you want to be a bitch about it, but I, I want to be a bitch about it. <laughs> I had everything blood pinned up until uh, I got E6. Um, Same. And, you know, that was, we had we had Velcro, so. But you remember when we got E5? Or when, when I got E5? <clears throat> um, dang, who was, uh, I can't remember who was the, the, uh, the first one at the time. I know first time Sims. Was our first time when we came home. Now it's our yeah. major Sims. The Force Comps our major, which is amazing. That dude is a blessing. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, we probably need to talk. We need to talk about First Sergeant Salinas, um, and also uh, First Sergeant Sims and that transition mid tour. Yeah. You know that was so. So we really honestly need to talk about our command team mid tour because the day we deployed, we got a brand new commander. Right, uh, Captain Rockefeller mm-hmm. turned out to be one of the best things that that could ever happen to us. Yep. Months before we deploy, a couple months before we deploy, we get a new platoon sergeant. Um, I think Sergeant Swaney would have taken great care of us deployed, um, and Sergeant Baggett, you know, <clears throat> did did the same thing. You know, he took he took great care of us and was awesome. Uh, was a, was a great platoon sergeant to have. And then you know, mid tour, we get a new PL. We we switch from Lieutenant Gunther to Lieutenant Wessling. Mm-hmm. And that was, I remember being nervous about that one because, you know, Lieutenant Wessling was a brand new commissioned Lieutenant straight out of college. Um, here we are mid tour. We'd already seen our fair share of combat. And yeah. now we got this cherry butter bar. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and actually Tyree, you and have a pretty good story about him, but we'll get into that uh, later on. Yeah. Um, and then, and then mid tour, we had we, we we deployed with First Sergeant Salinas, who was just this dude did not give a fuck, right? If you were fucked up, it didn't matter what rank you were, he was going to tell you you were fucked up. If that battalion dude. told us that we that said, hey, Bravo Company, 
you're going out and you're you're going to go out there and you're going to fucking butt fuck everybody you see. He would flat out tell whoever the fuck told him that. That's a fucking dumb plan and we're not doing it. Yeah. That so dude was a... Huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Now I was going to say, so mid-tour, he magically comes down um, on orders to go to the Sergeant Major Academy. Mid-tour. So they pull him off. And he gets shipped down to uh, El Paso, to Fort Bliss, to go to the Sergeant Major Academy. And we get uh, Sergeant First Class Sims, who was then promoted to First Sergeant Sims. Yeah. So brand new promoted First first Class. Yeah. Like that first day when he took command um, or responsibility, (laughs) he was... uh, I remember when I first met that fucker. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's hear it. Oh man, um, real fast. Uh, we were sitting on the on the pads, just hanging out. I had just got this hat that came in the mail, and somebody had some fucking bongo drums. So, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm just fucking. <laughs> I'm just banging on these fucking bongo drums. He's like trying to talk to folks, and I'm banging on these motherfuckers like an idiot. And the fucking canvas seat that I'm on rips in half, and I go ass first, straight like asshole down into this fucking concrete you know the concrete area and the bongo drum wax off my face he's like you're a real dumb motherfucker aren't you i'm like oh man that's not how you make it that's not how you make a first impression but it, it worked out he's a cool dude yeah so um army ranger right um mm-hmm. i think he came to us i think he was a platoon sergeant for the mortar platoon um <clears throat> Which, uh, ironically, or coincidentally, or whatever, uh, was where Lieutenant Gunther went when he left our platoon. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Lieutenant Gunther is still in. He is a, a, a light colonel or a full bird now. Um, and he ended up, I mean, I'm telling you, like, we got really lucky with the people that we had in charge, man. Because I've had some shit leaders. Um, we had we had some some subpar leadership prior to getting all these people and I've had subpar leadership following having all those people. But like that year, everybody we had in a position of authority or in charge, like knew their shit. Yeah. And I think that definitely contributed to, to how, how well things went. Yeah. I don't think there was ever a second where I couldn't, uh, I didn't think that the person who I was talking to didn't know what the fuck they're saying, you know? Yeah. It it always made sense. I mean, I may kick and scream about it at some point or another, but that entire my four year time in active duty, that was the best. Well, it just got progressively better and better for me. Yeah, I know getting over there with Sar Rush was a little hit or miss, but you know things got improved. Yeah. Well, we all know that when when Sergeant Rush was the platoon sergeant, Sergeant Bloom was the actual platoon sergeant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The underboss, the family, more or less. Pretty much, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, we had a good crew when we first got there too. You know what I mean? All the old timers. Um, yeah. Man, I wish I could remember most of their names. Like Hendo, um, Henderson, uh, Bagel, Double G, Double G, Wagner. Double G. Yeah. yeah. Um, Duel. Moon Duel. Yeah. Oh yeah, Duel. I mean, what's he off to now? I think he's uh he's flying something. Yeah, now. he's he's yeah. like chief. He was a warrant officer. Yeah, he's yeah. an Apache pilot. 
Look at that uh, shit. That's wild as fuck, man. Oh, do it. You remember, I remember going to the uh, little shop at when we were in basic training, and, uh, you know, they have all those, like, super hua pictures all over the wall, of, like, soldiers doing things, with helmets on, and camouflage, and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> do you remember that Moon was one of those people? Yeah, he was He's one of the guys in the soldier uh, magazine, dude. Yeah. yeah. In fact, if you look up Moon right now on Facebook, on Facebook his, uh, <laughs> his picture really? is the, it's the, <laughs> it's the Soldier Magazine. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Riding that shit out, man. Fuck yeah. Why not? Yeah, man. It's and in print. Go. I'm going to get it. Yeah, right. Um, But yeah, man. So, uh, hey, let's talk about, about fucking Baton Rouge. And uh, you yeah, actually, let's start from from the ICDC compound getting that V-bid. Yeah, okay. Leading up to the probing missions going into uh, Baton Rouge, especially since, you know, today's October 4th, which was for us anyway, the end of, of that operation, Operation Baton Rouge mm-hmm. um, in 2004. <clears throat> so, um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't know, man, I don't remember what specifically we were doing as a, as a company. But I do remember there, we were at Brassville Mora and there being a huge panic out of nowhere talking about uh, we just got hit real bad. Uh, Alpha Company did. And the Alpha Company first started. You could hear him from our, you know, across the way from our, you know, from their grain pad to our grain pad. Him just like rallying troops and they're rolling out. Um, and because uh, it was, you know, it was uh, some of his dudes were there you know, pulling security with the, uh, the Iraqi civil defense Corps, the ICDC, that was before they became the Iraqi army. Um, and, uh, what I remember of it is, you know, the, uh, the ICDC compound was a compound where it used to be, it, it was run by the ICDC. And then we were there to assist, but basically any prisoner that was taken would be taken there. Uh, and then held until they were shipped to somewhere else, probably Abu Ghraib. Um, or they would be taken out on the river's edge against the Tigris and just executed and tossed into the water. Not by us, but by the ICDC. They, they could do whatever they wanted. And so this compound had our mortar platoon, and then I, I want to say an element from Alpha Company pulling security, and then some snipers. Some of our snipers. And <clears throat> What I remember from being told about it is the ICDC was, was guarding the gate and they allowed a car to come through uh, that was a VBID, a, a vehicle-borne IED, a, a car bomb, and it comes through and it guns it into a, one of those small barriers and detonates and half of this building is destroyed and it happened to be the room that was used as quarters. Yeah. Um, so in that blast, we lost five people. And that was, if I'm not mistaken, that was the most casualties we lost in a single day that whole year. Yeah. And, uh, and that pretty much kicked off. So if you remember, leading up to that, we weren't allowed to patrol in Samara anymore. After the ODA compound, um, we pulled and, and, and those guys pulled out. From that event... Leading up to uh, the the V bid, we weren't allowed to patrol in town anymore. 
Yeah, it was shut that? down. It was, it was a wrap. We couldn't even go anywhere near it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was just – I mean, that was – that period of our time over there was completely boring. It was because, bullshit, dude. Fucking yeah. hands across the desert and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Parts and minds. Um, so that was – see, the ODA house was mid-June – and the 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 V bid hitting the ICDC compound, which would later become Patrol Based Razor, um, was July eighth, uh, uh, the following month. But that was like the longest month ever because we were we were hands across the desert. Um, somebody watching TV? No, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. These kids. Um, oh yeah, <clears throat> gotta watch the TV. But uh, no, yeah. So like we were just patrolling around the desert. Doing absolutely nothing, looking for anything. I don't know. Rocks. They were there. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I have one memorable event from from that from that month. We were hands across the desert, and uh, we were in a gun truck. Sergeant Sergeant Weller was driving. Sergeant Smith was TCN, and then we had uh, two people in the seats behind them. I can't remember who. And then I was the 240 gunner, right? My seat was, you know, those those uh, orange Gatorade jugs? You know what I'm saying? That you fill with water, the big ones? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my seat. And then I had my 240 resting on a mount, but I didn't have a retention pin for it. So it was just sitting in there on the, on the pedal mount. Mm. And we're sitting there flying across the desert. He's got this Humvee floored. And we come up on a wadi. Right, like a ditch in the middle of the desert for whatever reason. We, I'm screaming, fucking slow down, slow down, slow down. We hit this fucking wadi, fucking full force, man. The whole fucking truck goes wham, wham. Like I go flying, the gun comes flying out, like it goes lifting up in the air, and I'm locked and loaded. I got around on the, you know, on the bolt face, or you know what I mean, yeah, on the yeah. on the feed tray, and um, the gun comes goes flying up, and I'm trying to catch it. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Are you frying a steak right now? No, I'm listening. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, it's on, this, it's on loaded. Don't worry about it. I got to feed my family. <laughs> so the 240 goes flying up in the air, and I'm trying to catch it and make sure it doesn't, like, go off and shoot anybody. This gun lands barrel at the back of Sergeant Weller's head. Jeez. And we come to a fucking stop. And I'm like, dude, he's in there dying laughing. Everybody in the truck's laughing except me. Because I'm like, <laughs> my 240, like, I mean, I have the bolt locked to the rear. You know what I'm saying? I have rounds on the feed tray. Yeah. All it takes is for some some mechanical failure, and that shit's just going to go pop, pop, pop. Yep. Yeah. We know the oh result of that. Yeah. Yeah. God. So that was the only eventful moment of that of that time. But then the the V bid happened at the ICDC compound, and uh, and uh, and then that kind of I think it you know if you could if you could section off our deployment that year into like getting into things and then shit getting serious. I mean, there's there's a few defining moments. Obviously, when Kreider died. 
obviously Easter Sunday in the ODA compound. Yep. Um, but when that when that V bid hit that compound, it 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 changed the tone of everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> At least for me, yeah, anyway. It was, it was completely different. What do you guys remember about it? I feel like I'm talking a lot. I remember cooking to death in a fucking turret during those days, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was, like, that hands across Iraq shit, that sucked. Because I wasn't even allowed to have my fucking hatch open, you know what I mean? Right. So I'm just yep. in there dying. Ugh. The one thing that, that stood out to me about that whole shit, the old, whole ODA thing, there was a bloody handprint on a wall. Yeah. Every time that I see anything like that, I get not flashbacks, but like that memory of those fucking guys went through hell that day. Because we were, I was there when uh, Webster, uh, you know, he was going through his thing, dealing with uh, what was going down there. Um, mm. I wish we can get him on and talk about it. Because I don't, I, you know, I have no clue what, you know, he went through dealing with that particular thing, but I remember showing up and it was like, holy fuck, you know, this place is, is fucking crazy. Yeah. And, you know, what can you do? Like, we were completely helpless. Yeah. Um, it was definitely one of those moments we were, we were, we were caught with our pants down and, and, uh, you know, and, and that happens, you know, and unfortunately we paid the price for it, but, that definitely, like I said, it changed. I think it changed the tone for for what was to come because this was this was mid July, right? Um, this is July uh, July eighth, so just after Fourth of July, right? So we're already yeah. like proud to be Americans, right? We're living that down, and this is July eighth, and then we didn't come home until February of the next year. So July on, it was it was rage. You know what I mean? You talk about yeah just like just blowing people away with rage but like after this moment like it became more of a reality that we can actually die in combat yeah and uh i'll tell you what man i remember um hearing about lieutenant gunther because at this time he was there uh that platoon's uh pl and he so he has a, a medical background he was an e5 um medic and he, he he went green to gold he went to college to get his commission and then branched infantry and got assigned to us. And, and then, you know, he does his time with us and then he moves on over to the mortar platoon and, uh, or this platoon, I, can't, I guess it was the mortar platoon. And um, I remember, I remember being told that these were his dudes and it was his compound and he was, he refused medical assistance. He was bleeding from his ears. Um, couldn't hear concussed, um, had some, um, some, some, uh, was a superficial issue uh, injuries on, you know, like cuts and bruises and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was, he was, he, he was blown up. I mean, he was, he was impacted by that blast because he was outside of the building, but he got, you know, hit from the blast and, and um, he refused medical treatment until all of his guys were found. And he was able to you know, one, get accountability. And two, I mean, he was doing his medical thing. You know what I'm saying? He was, he was patching up troops, and, and doing all that stuff. Uh, and that's just, that's just, I mean, that's, that's highly commendable, man. And I, and, you know, when, 
when I heard that story, I was like, yeah, that's Lieutenant Gunther, man. That's just how he is. That didn't yeah. surprise me at all, but I was just Not like, surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I think they awarded him a silver star for it, didn't they? Uh, I mean, they should have. I don't. I think they, they did. did. Yeah. Um, just it was just an impressive thing um, to to hear, but at the same time, I mean, it's impressive to hear. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's Lieutenant Gunther. Expect yeah. nothing less. Yeah, dude, it's pretty badass. Um, but yeah, so that so. So that mission or that happened, and so higher ups just decided to turn this compound into a patrol base. We called it uh, PB Razor. Yeah, and it would be um, our launch point, basically, for the uh, events to come, leading up to uh, Operation Baton Rouge, which kicked off October first, two thousand four, at midnight. Um, I remember staying out there at at at, at Razor. Um, as we like fortified it and put up Hesco barriers and the engineers came out there and, uh, and, uh, the snipers are out there picking off dudes and, you know, sleeping on the ground and, and they got us bunk beds. You remember us getting bunk beds, but we didn't have uh they didn't have any actual beds for them. So we had to, to sleep on the metal. <laughs> yeah. <metal> rungs. <laughs> and then, uh, it was one night. I can't remember who was on the top bunk. It might've been like Dave or Howigan or somebody, but like, the, the, the metal rung started to give out and he started to fall through the bed. So we finally got some, uh, some plywood and they put plywood up there. So now we were sleeping on plywood. Um, and, uh, you know, but you know, you're tired, soft, right? So it's soft as plywood. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. When you're that tired, I mean, you gotta think dude, like getting, getting four hours of sleep a night, five hours of sleep a night. Like that was, that was a lot. You're like, Oh man, we're getting how much sleep tonight? Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the one of those nights, man, at Razor, we were like we were we were down, we were in early, we were gonna, we didn't have we didn't have an operation until the next morning, pretty late, and uh, and uh, you know we were like, you know, I was gonna be able to get five six hours of sleep that night, and I was like, hell yeah, dude! So I lay down on my cot, I got a cot at this point, and I could not go to had sand fleas. This was the first time I had sand fleas. Oh, um, that sucks. <clears throat> And so I'm sitting there, like, scratching the shit out of my leg. And for those that don't know, sand fleas are basically chiggers on steroids. Um, they are just insane. They're in your skin. There's nothing you can do about it. And I was scratching my legs to, like, to the point where I was, like, raw and bleeding. <clears throat> and I got, like, maybe two hours of sleep that night. I was so fucking mad. That next day <laughs> sucked. I was so pissed. But I had was my that, pocket full that, of Slim Jims. Was that the day of uh, – what day was it the next day? Oh, I mean, nothing, nothing significant. Just me being fucking mad and tired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, so I remember us doing these probing missions into uh, across the dam into Samara. And mm-hmm. at first, I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't like. What are we doing? Why are we only going so far and then backing off? And and then you know, it was pointed out to my dumbass that like, well, we're we're finding out where their defenses are. You know, like we move in so far, they light us up and then we can pinpoint where they're where they're firing from and come to find out. Wouldn't you know it? They were they were all coming from this one big building over watching the dam. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you all remember what we did to that building? Didn't we have an F, didn't we have an F-18 drop a bomb on it? Five hundred pound Bunker Buster. Yeah, no, we dropped a 500 pound bunker buster on it. Yep. yep. 
I believe you can actually still YouTube that. It's uh, you can find that on YouTube. I yeah, look at it every now and then. It's on there. Five hundred pound. I think. I think the title of the video was like five hundred pound uh, bomb Samara Iraq. Yes. Um, yeah. Something exactly that simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was Roja, the the tank gunner, who uh, that was recording through. Yeah. yeah. Through the through the through the night vision on on his uh, Abrams. Mm -hmm. So pretty good view. Pretty good view. I think over the years the copies have kind of got to shitty uh, conditions. <laughs> They're not as, sh as sharp as they used to be. Right. The video. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, yeah, it's there. It's uh, it's out there somewhere. But um, we were. I remember being disappointed from the Bradleys, and they were like, everybody, you know, uh, uh, mount up and then button up, and you know, close the hatches. And I was like, but why? I want to see this bomb go off. I didn't realize like how close we were. We were like danger close to this thing. Yeah. And yeah. From inside the Bradley, like I remember feeling the wave and the shock, the shock blast, the concussion. I was like, holy shit, that was insane. <laughs> yeah, I could see it in the ISU. Dude. It was crazy. Now Where were you? Through the little troop, uh, the little uh, periscope out the back. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Where was, uh, where was the 2-7 track at that point? Do you remember? Like, I know we were all spread out on, that, on, that, on the dam and the road going into town, but, like, were you, like, directly in front of it or? Uh... I don't think I was directly in front of it. I think it was off to my, like, I want to say, like, 10 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. But it was it was just, dude, I mean, it's like you said, like, mostly I felt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, you could feel the energy of it just, like, go through you. You know, it was, oof. And, you know, you think about it, man, like, 500 pounds, that sounds like a lot. But, like, that's small ordinance. Yeah, you know that's that's nothing compared to what we do have, you know. And uh, leveling this building, right? And from what I understand, it's a, it was a bunker buster, so it has like an initial charge that helps it um, break through or blast through an initial layer of concrete, and mm -hmm. then proceeds to fall further into the structure and then detonates for real, and then you know hopefully collapsing the stru the structure in on itself. Yeah. Um, so that was that was an intense one. That was for sure pretty awesome. Um, but we did probing missions like that. I don't remember how many we did, but we did quite a few. Um, yeah, we did a bunch. Pop, pop shots here and there. Um, and then, you know, a couple small things. Nothing crazy. Again, just trying to find their defenses. And that, that pretty much led up to Baton Rouge, which was our big... So for people listening, if you remember or if you're familiar with we want to look up the battle of Fallujah in 2004. We, we were the, the Guinea pigs for that type of operation for retaking a city, because really up to this point, like taking a city that size hadn't really been done. Um, especially hadn't been done this way to my knowledge. I mean, I could be wrong, but no, no, that was it. So they came up with this plan and multiple units were going to hit the city from different angles at the exact same time. And we had like a T minus countdown roll in and from all sides. And we had help from everybody in the area. Uh, I remember they attached a, a company of the 25th infantry um, out of Hawaii um, that, were, that was deployed to the area. 
actually not not too long ago ran into a guy who was with that company who was at Baton Rouge. No um, shit. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he had some pretty cool stories about you know just the ground fighting. I remember one of the twenty five guys <laughs> sitting there talking shit to me. Right, like the only reason we're here is because you mechanized fucks can't handle this shit. Like you, you need uh, the light infantry. <laughs> I was like, all right, buddy, you just wait, man. You just wait. I give you six hours before you're on the net screaming mm-hmm. for Bradley support. Yeah, and sure enough, man, I'll tell you what, Bradley, man. A lot of people like the strikers, and I, you know, the strikers have a, um, you know, a time and place. I guess you know, uh, Afghanistan. I hear they they did pretty decent, but like Iraq, man, the Bradley, unstoppable. I mean, way to go, man. For sure, each, each has its advantage. I mean, the what the striker la- lacks in firepower, it has in speed and silence. That's right. right. You fucked around with those strikers. Yeah. I mean, they're they're fast, man. Like, and they're they're quiet compared to a Bradley. Like, if you're coming into town in a Bradley, they know you're coming when you're seven miles <laughs> out. Right. Like they oh, yeah. know you're coming, dude. Like there's there's no hiding the fact that you're coming. Like you're not sneaking Andy. around in a fucking Brad, dude. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For striker, sure. you catch people like dead up by surprise. They're like, oh shit, and they start shooting at you because like you caught them unaware. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a matter of um, of uh, you know speed over security or security over speed i mean i guess you still have some security with the with the striker but like you said like the weapon system on the on the bradley was just far superior to what the striker could carry absolutely absolutely plus like the strikers had a tendency to get blown up a lot right like that's one my, thing that i do remember hearing my, about them yeah my bravo 2-1 vehicle like we went through four different vehicles <laughs> like the first three got like Fucking totaled. Totaled. Yeah, like a, like, on collision with a fire hydrant. Totaled. No, like mm-hmm. like non repairable, dude. Like yeah. the engine got blown out of the you know the front deck. Like <clears throat> gone. Yeah. Whereas we the Bradley, looking, I mean, you know, what I'm saying you could hit an IED or an RPG might hit it, and you might cause some 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 scratching, some da- a little bit of damage here and there. Plus, we had the reactive armor, so that definitely helped. Um, but none of our – I don't remember a single one of our Bradleys getting uh, – being down. Did it no, I mean, um, I think at one point there was one that was shot down with an AK. A Bradley? Yes. I mean, shot down. There was a Sergeant Baggett in love on top of the Bradley when oh. some asshole with an AK pokes around the corner and disables yeah. the Bradley, I believe. No, the Bradley was fine. They they took rounds. Well, they didn't take <laughs> rounds. They they got shrapnel from the rounds. So I remember Doc Skillen pulling the shrapnel out of Sergeant Baggett and yeah. telling him, like, hey, Sergeant, when we get done here, you're going to fill out whatever that form is for the Purple Heart. He was like, fuck that. If I get a Purple Heart, I'm going to get shot in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, good old Sarn Baggett, man. It's like you kind of actually did get shot in the face. You got shrapnel in your face. Yeah, <laughs> but the Bradley was still fine. I mean, they they engaged that guy. Um, he popped around the corner, and uh, they mm-hmm. were able to drop down and engage and, and pretty much destroy the entire corner of whatever building he was uh, popping around. Yeah. But the the Bradley wasn't down. I don't remember. 
I remember, you know, when we were at Uvani, they were they were train they were doing a track change on on one of the brads, but I think that might have just been because the the rubber pads were worn out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that but, was it. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, man. I mean, those things were were, were uh, war machines, literally. Yeah. Um. So uh, Baton Rouge, though, right? So October first, uh, two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Right, we're we're rolling into the city, and uh, I'm locked up in the back of a Bradley in the pitch black, all amped up on Mountain Dew, ready to fuck some, you know, some people up. Right? Lord willing, <laughs> right? You guys at this point were already you you both were Bradley gunners, right? You were Bradley at this point, right, Terry? No, no, I was uh, I was a dismount still. Okay. I was on leave. You were on yeah, leave, Matters. Um, I was. Me, and Strand, I just, I just me, came Strand, back and Skippy, leave. all three of us. So we, yeah, I just so came we back did, from leave. We just we did our major operation while you were while you were on leave. Yep. Man, I would can <laughs> I would have canceled your shit. Yeah. It wasn't up to me, dude. I didn't want to go. Yeah. Well, dang, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you miss a whole lot. Um, dude, that shit was wild as fuck, man. I, yeah, I was, that's I what was, I heard. I was a dismount, dude. Fucking, uh, I was in Sergeant Gill squad. Still. Yeah. Team, I was a saw gunner. And, uh, man, uh, went through a lot of shit, man. Yeah. Well, in some cases, point, I think we kind of got lucky where we didn't get into some shit. We just stayed low. Stayed out of the way. Yeah. Um, so I remember us rolling in and, you know, clock strikes midnight, we hit the gas, rolling the town, you know, it's black, uh, it's, you know, in the back of the Bradley, you know, and all you can hear is the rumble of the brads and you're kind of waiting for shit to pop off. And there's, if I remember right, that track circle coming into town, I know there was some daisy chains there, uh, IEDs and, and whatnot, yep. but for the most part, all the convoys kind of rolled through it and it was pretty quiet, um, after that. And I remember dismounting and thinking, okay, like they definitely know we're in town because, you know, again, you, we just rolled in with Bradley's and we're coming in, we're hitting this town of like, I can't even remember how, how what the population of Samara was. Um, let me look it up real quick. But um, <clears throat> the, uh, I want to say it was just under, just over a hundred thousand. No, nah, man, 350,000 people. Oh, wow. That was way off. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's a, that's as of. <laughs> Population two thousand three estimated three hundred forty eight thousand seven hundred. So, um, yeah. So you get this massive ass city. Um, well, to, to this Arkansas boy, massive ass city, and we're rolling in <laughs> from all from all angles. We dismount and it's quiet, and it's 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 like in the cartoons. It's like it's or in the movies. It's it's a little too quiet. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. some shit. What is going on? Like they're just waiting to draw us in. Like this is a classic ambush. Um, we're we're waiting to draw us in, and they're going to close on the front and on the back end and just light us up, right? Well, that never happened. I'm like, well, what the fuck, man? So we start kind of you know like moving from house to house, from building to building, until we get to this intersection, and um, we take the rooftop of this of this building and. After having gone through the building, I'm pretty sure it was a hospital or some type of clinic because there was a lot of medical stuff in there. 
we clear the building floor by floor, um, get up to the rooftop so we can provide overwatch for the the two eight track, starting Goff's track in that intersection. And uh, and we're just sitting up on the rooftop and it's just dead quiet. Now there's fighting going on elsewhere in the town, but it's just dead quiet right where we are. Come to find out that the twenty fifth infantry guys they were getting lit up, right? Because it, they, you know, by this point in time, you know, the people we were fighting knew that our Bradleys were not to be fucked with. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they call us so, ants. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I remember being up on this rooftop though, you know, pitch black. Um, we take there was a flag. There was a the, the Iraqi flag flying on the rooftop of this building. I actually still have that flag um packed up but um we take it down because it was kind of like a sign of like hey this is our city again right Mm -hmm. and um i remember being up on that rooftop man and the 2-8 track um just laying down rounds just with a 25 just randomly you know it would just start firing boom 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 you know what i mean like all throughout the night, but that was the most action anything had happened, you know, what we saw on the rooftop as, as dismounts. So daylight comes and I go down to the Bradley to get uh, some water for, uh, for, uh, for us up on the roof. And I'm sitting there talking to uh, Sergeant Goff on the Bradley. And I was like, man, what were you shooting at all night? And he's like, what do you mean? What was I shooting at? Look down the street. And I look down the street, man. And it's just, body parts of all these people (laughs) just i mean a leg here and there and like half a torso over there and it was just of 17 different people like that would come out in the street in the middle of the night to shoot an ak-47 at this bradley infantry fighting vehicle what the the fuck is going on over here um (laughs) It was wild, man. It was wild to see. Um, just, you know, it's definitely something that's, you know, that, that's in there. At but, uh, one point, uh, there was a guy that. Well, you cut out. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Technical difficulties. You good? Uh, maybe his uh, something died. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, man, that's the that's a bummer. You were on you were on lean for that though. Yep, I sure so was. Back in uh, Clarksville, or did you go to Germany? I went to Germany. That's right. Yeah, yeah and that shit was well. great. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I mean, I had an excellent <laughs> block leave. It was fucking great. Yeah, but I. <clears throat> I missed out on a lot of shit. Yeah, I went um, yeah, in November um, during uh, Thanksgiving. At this point of the recording, I had all kind of crazy, weird, electronical, technical difficulties and whatnot. It was like a fucking thunderstorm and shit. And, uh, it knocked all the power out, so I had to try to reboot, and by then it was a little too late to try to do more shit with Griff, so, you know, this is me explaining why everything cut out, and plus that recording was crap, 
if you listen in the background there's me cooking food and uh is the kids watching tv and shit we could do better and we will do better so there you go thanks for listening